this one out of the way. Jeff first sent me that email asking if I'd be willing to share it. Took me a little while to get my heart going the right pace again. Um, so uh, in January of this year was when I started the course. Um, it's 12 weeks online, and it's put on through RZIM, which is Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. Um, and it's on the core foundation of apologetics. Uh, each week there's two different lectures, and you have different assignments that you have to do. Uh, Ravi Zacharias, John Lennox, uh, Andy Bannister, Oz Guinness, and Stuart McAllister were a few of the teachers. Uh, there's quite a range of topics from problem of evil, why Jesus, thinking and believing well, uh, creation, naturalism, and doubt. One of the more theological things that I found to be most helpful was the lecture on the foundation of a good worldview. Um, and the basic premise of this is that every worldview needs to answer the questions of origin, where do we come from, meaning, what is the purpose of life, morality, is there objective right and wrong, and destiny, where are we ultimately headed? And a good worldview will answer these four categories in a way that is consistent with each other and corresponds with reality. Uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, of the amount of information that was packed into the 12 weeks, but uh, all philosophy and theology aside, um, this morning I just wanted to share about the four biggest things that I learned um, on sharing and talking with others about faith. And then at the end I'll share a bit of my testimony. Um, just to start off, in case some are not familiar with the term, the word apologetics is from the Greek apologia, which means to give a reason defense. The most common verse which provides the foundation for apologetics is 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts set apart Christ the Lord as holy. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Some of the earliest examples of apologetics are in Acts while Paul is on his missionary journeys. Acts 17, 1 to 3. Now when they passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, saying, This Jesus whom I proclaim to you is the Christ. Acts 17, 16 to 17. While Paul was waiting for Silas and Timothy at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons, and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. And Acts 19, 8 to 10. And he, Paul, entered the synagogue and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. Would some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation. He withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. So first point that I wanted to share about um, is something that was mentioned within the first couple of lectures and which is to really listen and to ask questions when dialoguing with others. One of the reasons why this is important is, as Ravi Zacharias put it, not everyone is looking for a philosophical answer. Uh, he went on to explain that taking a question at face value can overlook the real question or the heart of the question underneath. Just as an example, someone asking how God could allow evil in the world might be going through a significant trial and the philosophical answer to why there's evil doesn't speak to someone or offer comfort to someone going in the midst of pain. 
Listening and asking questions will help to uncover motive and show how to speak to the heart. The other aspect of this as well is that there are those who are not even really interested in the answer and instead are just trying to set a trap as the Jews did to Jesus in Matthew 22, 15 to 22. When they asked him whether or not it was right to pay taxes to Caesar, it was a question designed to trap him in his own words. So being able to recognize the hidden assumptions in a question or a statement will help to avoid getting tripped up or stuck in a bad position. One of the things that really helped with learning to listen is during the course we were required to do two different interviews with people who had a different worldview. Uh, the focus of the interviews was to ask them what they believe about origin, meaning, morality, and destiny, and then to just listen and try to understand where they were coming from. I had never done anything like this before, but I found it to be incredibly helpful and a really good learning challenge. Another important aspect that stuck with me from the course is to be careful how I share. 1 Peter 3.15 gives us the mandate and the commission to share, but it shows us how it should look. I found that attitude plays a big part in being able to really engage with others, and sharing with gentleness and respect will in most cases make a big difference. Being reasonable and willing to listen to different sides, I think, also plays a big part in how I'm able to build relationships and show a genuine care and compassion for others. The fact that I'd been able to build up a friendship with the two people that I interviewed made it a lot easier to ask them questions. Um, so one of the reasons why this is important is that each person has a different story and their different experiences will affect how they see Christians and Christianity. With the second interview that I did, I didn't make it through the questions that I was supposed to ask and instead I just listened as they shared about the hurt and bad experience that they'd had, that they'd had from people and uh, family members who claimed to be Christians. Um, some of the other people taking the course as well had uh, similar experiences. Um, after we had done our interviews, we would share with the rest of the class what we had learned and how it had gone. Uh, some of the people that were interviewed had a lot of anger towards Christianity, and it was really disheartening to see just how many of them had been hurt one way or another by people who claimed to be Christians. So with the interview, even though I wasn't actually sharing, the experience really showed me just how important it is for me to engage in, with others in a way that shows respect and compassion in any area of life and not only when sharing. The third point I wanted to share about this morning is to not go into sharing with expectations. And what I mean by that is that it's not up to me to change someone's mind or to turn them into a Christian. This is something I found after doing my first interview for the course, and it was as if a, it was if a big weight was taken off my shoulders. Um, during the interview, the person I was talking with shared how they believe that someone will only come to faith or have a religious belief system if that is how they're brought up. To some extent, I would agree, but all other religions aside, I realized that with Christianity, it's only through Christ and being drawn by the Father that we enter into a true relationship with him. Even with the ideal Christian upbringing um, or Christian home, it doesn't guarantee that someone will walk that path. And Paul is a perfect example of someone who is completely against Christianity and meets Christ. So in letting go of that self-imposed expectation and responsibility and putting it into God's hands where it really belongs, I found a relief and a freedom to simply love others and to be the light that I am called to be. I think that holding on to those kinds of expectations would also distract me from what God may be trying to teach me and keep me from recognizing what opportunities or open doors that he has put in front of me. And the final point that I had is um, 
to be mindful of the cost that someone will have to pay to accept Christ. Having grown up in a Christian home, I think I've bought into this idea that becoming a Christian would be easy without really giving much thought to the consequences that others have faced and would face in accepting Christ. In week 11 of the course, there was a lecture by Abdu Murray as he spoke about the dangers that Muslims face in accepting Christianity. Uh, for some at best, it would mean being disowned by their families, and for others, it's a risk of death. After listening to the lecture, though, I realized that it's not just the Muslims who face consequences. The atheist, the Hindu, the Buddhist, the Jehovah's Witness, sometimes in order to accept Christ, we have to sacrifice something or everything that is important to us. In Matthew 16, 24 to 25, Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, let him take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. It was a big reminder to me that it's not always easy to follow Christ, but when I turn to look at the cross, I am convinced that it is all worth it. And that compels me to be committed to living out my faith and sharing it with my neighbor. In Philippians 3, 7, and 8, Paul writes, But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing, surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I might gain Christ. Um, so besides a growing interest in apologetics over the past couple of years, one of the reasons why I chose to take this course is my struggle with fear and anxiety. Um, it's something that I've been struggling with for most of my life, and uh, it is the kind of fear and anxiety that would keep me from being able to function as a regular person should. Um, it started when I was quite young, and it was a very long and hard battle to get through it. Looking back on it now, though, I can see how faithful God was through all of it and uh, how faithful he still is. I'm fairly certain that this fear and anxiety is an arena in which I'll be fighting for the rest of my life, but having found the freedom and Christ, there is no way that I'm going back. So, thank you.